I made it. We made it. We made it to the end of this season of Before the 90 Days. And let's just all give ourselves a round of applause because we deserve it. 16 long episodes. I love me some 90 Day. But woo, this season tested me. Tested me, y'all. Um, thank you guys so much for being flexible. Uh, I know I normally do these shows on Sunday or Monday. Uh, it's been just a crazy time. Ward season, a lot going on, just in life in general. Um, but thank you for being flexible. And thank you for being here. And thank you for being with me. Uh, shout out to Better Days. I see Vanessa in the house. Holla! Uh, Texas Gina, what up? And a new person, AK. AK, yo! Anyhow, uh, guys, support the show. Uh, support the show. If you can support the show, super chats and super stickers are always much appreciated as well as at the bottom of your screen, you can see where you can donate to the show that I can continue to do them. That being said, <sighs> we made it, y'all. We made it. And I, I will say this. I, I I'm just really underwhelmed. And, and when I get started on the show, I still want to know what you guys think about A, the tell-all, B, just the finale. I felt like it was an hour of everyone saying goodbye, which I get, but there was no, like, oomph to it. There was no, like, pizzazz. Like, I have spent hour upon hour upon hour upon hour upon hour this season, and it was just like, bleh. And there was, like, so many lies being told. Jessica, holla, it's my first live. Welcome, Jessica. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe they should hand up participation ribbons to all of us for participating. I don't know. I feel like we need some kind of something. Maybe they give us a discount on our, our subscription, something, for making it through this specific season, season five of Before the 90 Days. Hey, Megan. Hey, girl. Hey, hey Stevie. Crystal's in the house. Holla. All right. Let me just get started. Unfinished, I'm going to start with Unfinished Business, the season finale, because I think we deserve that. And then I'll get into the tell-all. So with Unfinished Business, season finale, it starts with Mike and Amena. And I just want to say my disclaimer is, y'all already know how I feel. I've been bamboozled. Bamboozled. I've been duped. I was like, oh, protect Mike, protect Mike, protect. Oh, maybe don't protect Mike. Oh, wait a minute. Mike's a little bit of a gas. Oh, Mike's a little bit. Now, so y'all know how I already feel. He's the worst. In my personal opinion, he's the worst. He's the biggest gaslighter. And I just don't know, even understand why no one else sees that. Do you know what I mean? I, I know my Patreon subscribers, we all see it and we all know. But like in general, you guys, he's, he's, he's quite the... Seriously, full incel Mike came abroad this episode and i for one was like oh no someone needs to call the policia and get him out of the house if he's not going to leave anyhow <sighs> amena thinks he's super rude she's crying she's huddling with her mom and her sister and all this stuff and you know what was interesting to me is like the mom and sister are crying too but i'll get into that in a moment they're all huddled up they're trying to get this guy out of their house. <clears throat> and 
here he is trying to play the victim. He's like, you know, I'm trying to do what I can. I'm trying to calm her down. And, you know, I'm trying to her have her make sense of the situation. Dude, I don't, what's there to make sense? She doesn't want to be with you, A. She said she doesn't want to be with you, B. She said it's over, C. You can't stay, D. I could go on. I could list the whole alphabet. Like how many times up and down around the place does she have to say it's over and no more? Like, at what point? At what point do you get that through your head that you're not going to manipulate this situation? You're not going to act like, oh, I'm the victim here and I'm just so sad and, you know, I'm just so emotional. <sighs> it's over, dude. We've all had gone through breakups. I understand that this is your first girlfriend. I understand this is the first time you had sex. I understand all the things, but you're going to have to suck it up and not play the victim here because what you what you want is the victim. So <clears throat> meanwhile, she's downstairs just ready for him to 100% bounce. She's like, you know, I always seem to find the crazies, probably true stories. She can probably learn, you know, maybe don't date your webcam customers. Maybe you start there. Maybe you... You know, don't bring a stranger into the house that you've never met before. I mean, maybe you just start there. Small steps. And then see if you attract a different type of person into your life. Because, you know, all work is all work. And I'm not shaming anybody because you do what you got to do and you do what you want to do. It's your body, your choice. But I also know that, you know, I know that some of the big only fan stars for lack of a better term are not inviting their customers to their house they're not getting in relationships with their customers customers do you know what i mean so maybe don't do that maybe don't mix business with pleasure and you won't come out with this lunatic who's like literally just forcing himself to be in a relationship with you, even though you say no like a bazillion times. I just don't get it. So he comes downstairs all like bloop, bloop, bloop. And he's like, you know, can I call you tomorrow to say goodbye to everyone? And she kind of shrugs her shoulders like, I'm cool. I've told you like a thousand times that it's over. Like, say goodbye now. What's going to change tomorrow? It's still going to be over. He starts crying. He's, I'm very sorry. The mom thinks that they're both hurting. No, she's pissed that he won't get out of the house. And he's trying to put the waterworks on so that y'all will feel bad for him. Like he's the victim. She's allowed to not want to be with him. That's okay. Just like if he didn't want to be with her, he's allowed to not want to be with her either. And so to do all this, try to manipulate emotions and be all, it just was too much for me. So he starts crying. The stories, the stories, the stories are all over the place. Um, <clears throat> the funny thing, well, it's not funny, but the interesting thing is, you guys, and if you've been watching my show this whole season, I called it from the get-go. But when the mom and sister started crying, they're crying because, you know, the gravy truck is about to leave the building. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're, the mom even said it. She's like, you know, I feel sad for both of them. I think they're both hurting, but thanks to Mike, they all ate during quarantine. They all got their bellies full during quarantine because I told you, they all live up in that house. 
Where's Papa Dukes? Notice you ain't seen Papa Dukes since all the trips and eating the surfing turf and going on excursions and going to the hot spa or the spa or whatever they did and going to the, the hot springs and like taking the car up to the beautiful views, all the things. He's like, oh, we're not doing that anymore. He's just coming to the house to chill and to bother y'all. No, I'm I'm good. If there's going to be a little bit of steak happening, let me know. I'll come back and film. And mama's crying because mama's like, yeah, we all ate. Yeah, y'all ate. Y'all were surfing, turfing left, right, and center. So everyone's crying now, but we're all crying for different reasons. I'm crying because I'm happy that the season's finally over. Mama Durley's crying because, you know, the money train is gone. Zelini's crying because she probably realizes that there's going to be less, you know, nails did, hair, hair did, everything did, did, because Mike is leaving the building. Mike's crying because he thought he was going to be able to buy this entire family and hold the fact that he has all the monies over their head and kind of hold them hostage, really. I pay the rent here. I'm not leaving. Okay, calm down, Mike. It was your idea. You decided for your webcam girlfriend to stop doing webcamming. So you want to take responsibility, then go ahead and take responsibility. What we're not about to do is commandeer the house. That's what you're not about to do, okay? She said, that's fine. Take take all your shit. Take it all. Take the, the coffee maker. I think you might have a little problem with the, the pink couch. You can take uh, the dining table, all the things. Like, go ahead and feel free. Take it. Have a garage sale before you leave. Whatever you got to do. But what you're about to do is bounce out of this house so that I can jump back on the webcam and go ahead and make my little pennies. That's what's going to happen. You guys, I really shouldn't watch the show the day I do my reviews. I just really shouldn't. I go off on a tangent. Anyways. <clears throat> Jimena's like, and excuse my language, but she's like, bump that. I don't give a rat's ass. I'm done. It's all good. And it's Mike's fault. It's all the little things. You know, it's all the little things that added up. And this relationship, even though we were planning a wedding for like a year and planning a future and all the things, it's over because this whole relationship has turned to garbage. And listen, you guys, listen, listen, y'all, listen. I don't know if y'all follow my Instagram. I know my Patreon subscribers, we watched it in depth. But there is a video okay this is what i want to say there's a video of mike that he did a cameo for someone so if you haven't heard of cameos it's kind of like your favorite influencer celebrity you tell them like you know you want this done you can send them as birthday gifts or whatever and they re record like a short video that's specified to you and you pay for it some of them can be as low as 20 bucks some of them can be as high as like 150 dollars. anyways so mike's doing cameos now mike did this cameo and i i'm still traumatized like when i and it's only like a 30 second cameo but when i watch it 
I know the exact part that I have to close my eyes because I just don't understand what's happening. We've just lived through a pandemic where everything was about washing your hands and cleanliness and all the things. This pandemic starts to loosen up. We start to like, ooh, we can go outside a little bit. We can take off our masks. Some of y'all need to leave your masks on because this fool, this fool, okay? He's doing his cameo. I don't know what he's talking about, but he's talking about keeping busy and doing the thing and doing the thing and doing the thing. See how I'm like super animated? Doing the thing, all the things. Can you imagine now? Stop and imagine this. I'm doing all the things. Woo, 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 woo. Happy cameo. Woo, woo, woo. Be your, live your best life. And then all of a sudden, like, it starts pouring out of your nose snot just pouring out of your nose but you don't miss a beat you just keep doing your cameo and then you go ahead click send and you send it to the person who bought it <laughs> you know i can i i mean i mean now exactly chris midwife crystal says yo after watching that cameo it's like poor amena we thought it was only the farting that's what i'm trying to say you guys like now I get it. When she talks about it's a bunch of the little things, it's all the little things. Like you got to be attracted to your dude or your woman or your partner or whoever. You got to be attracted to your lover. Let's just be real about that. Okay. And, you know, we get used to our little quirks and all the things, but what you're not going to be is outright nasty. Listen, we all, you know, get runny nose. We all, I don't know, not me, but we all like pick our nose, we fart, all the things, right? All human nature, but here's the thing that I don't know any grown adult that does. I don't know a grown adult that is like making out and you're like kissing and being intimate and the person burps in your mouth. I don't know anyone that like you're being all intimate and, you know, touchy-feely and your partner's lying on you and then he just, he or she or they just fart on you. Like, I'm sorry, like that ruins a moment, in my opinion. And when I saw this little snot brigade, snot gate, I was like, oh, I totally get it now. <laughs> I totally get it now. I totally get it. She was like, I already have two young boys. Peace out. What I'm not about to do is raise another boy to be a man like you're in your mid-30s you're gonna have to go and work that out on your own if you're ever gonna work that out because i dare say i dare i dare say that um you know he's gonna be set in his ways now he did respond because when i posted it he did respond y'all there's a there's a comment and i'm gonna see if i can if I can find it for you, because I, I'm still just traumatized by this. But <clears throat> Jasmine talks about the, the message. She's like, you know, it's a nice message, but I got a little distracted by the end. And then there's a bunch of like, blah, blah, blah going on. But then um, I say, because this is how I really feel to Jasmine, I said, but um, why wouldn't he just re-record this? It's a cameo that someone paid for. She goes and responds and says, you know, maybe it was transparent because you guys, it was like a river. 
um, and he didn't notice it with a laughing emoji. But I have no idea, to be honest. In my case, whenever I'm doing cameos, kiddos start yelling, my dogs start barking, blah, 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 the stuff she says. I figure it out. I find a good spot. I find good timing. And then I record them. His response, and he responds directly to Jasmine. He says, I did re-record it. Now, he says, when I record, there are other people who approve it before I post it, LOL. I corrected it. So so let me get this straight. Let, let me just get this straight. You're not self-aware enough to know that bodily fluids and stuff are coming out out of you that you're going to have to get, let me just, let me, you know what? Let me just stop. Let me just stop. Let me just stop. Dude, if you're 34 and you don't know what's coming out of you and you're going to have to get someone else's approval before you post something to make sure it's not gross. Thoughts and prayers to you, my friend. Thoughts and prayers to you. All right. Tangent. Going back to uh, him leaving the house, I thought it was super telling how the mom was like, oh, my God, it's over. I can't believe it. And she's like peering out the gate as he gets into the ride chair. She's all sad, knowing like, it's over. Cha-ching, bye-bye. Cha-ching, bye-bye. It was so good while it lasted. <laughs> The meal ticket has left the building. <laughs> so then <clears throat> Mike talks about how this past year has been the happiest year that he's had, the happiest he's ever been, all the things. And it's the next morning. He's in his hotel in Columbia. And he says, you know, I'm just going to call her real quick. Um, even though we're on terrible terms, even though she told me like a hundred times that y'all I'm crying, I'm crying because I'm laughing too hard. All right. There, it's better. Even though we're on terrible terms, y'all. I'm still going to call and see if I can come back to the house. Even though she's told me, don't come back. You're not welcome here. It's over. I'm done. You know, interesting enough, I didn't hear her say, I'm done, which is the infamous 90-day phrase. She just said, it's over. Kaput. We're finished. So he calls, um... You know, and does the whole Spanglish thing. Can I come over to the house? She's like, no. Nope. I don't want to see you. I don't want you to come over. This is over. This is over now. No more. That's it. I don't want to see you ever again. You can say goodbye from there. I mean, was that not straightforward? It sounds pretty straightforward to me. I don't want you to come over. I don't want to see you. This is over now. No more. That's it. I don't want to see you ever again. I mean, how many times up and down? And this fool's going to be like, oh, well, I'll call you tomorrow. 
I'll call you tomorrow and see what's going on. You know, I'm attached to the kids and, you know, I want to say goodbye to them. And, um, you know, I think by the time I get to the house, when I fly back to America, you know, you'll be able to have thought about it a little bit. And, you know, maybe you'll come to your senses. And then he has the audacity to say, he has the audacity to say that when he gets back to America, perhaps she'll call him and apologize. <laughs> what what is she apologizing for? Cause she kicked you out of the house? Cause she doesn't want to be with you? I'm sorry. So he's still talking about reconnecting and reaching out and then apologizing and all the things. And then she's doing her to camera and Mike is sending her a message. Um, and here's the thing, you guys, I really need you guys to pay attention to this. Cause it's really, it's really something like, it's really something Exactly. Stevie said that was crazy when he said that apologize for what? Like what exactly? What would she be apologizing for? Curious. But that just goes to show. Okay. I really guys, I need you, you guys to, to, I can't even speak because I, I want to laugh. I just want to sit here and laugh with you guys, but I also want to do the show, but I just want to laugh because there's so much going on that I just need to like laugh it all out. <clears throat> okay. She's doing her to camera. Mike is texting her, so she can't like really get started. This fool says, I want to help you with the rent because I want you to feel secure. Now, if you guys don't see how he has been trying to manipulate her with money, he thought he could buy the whole Jimena. I bought this like I'm buying a piece of land. Like I'm a farmer and I'm going to buy my cattle and I own it because I have the money. That's what this fool thought. He thought, let me go ahead and say, don't be a webcam girl. I'm going to pay all your bills. But guess what? That means I owe, own you. Literally, I own you. So I'm not going to listen to what you say. I'm not going to hear when you say it's over. I'm not going to try to really better myself because I am the best that you will ever have. I made your life better. I'm amazed. No, fool. You're a sex tourist. You thought you could buy a whole grown-ass woman that has two kids and a full-on family around her. And even though her monetary situation might not be as good as yours, guess what? She has self-respect. Guess what? She has self-pride. Guess what? She can make her own decisions. Guess what? No means no. Okay? So then, she's reading this text. I want to help you with the rent because I want you to feel secure. And she, she says, why do you want to help me if we're nothing? We're just friends. He says, please let me help you. Now, for all of you guys, all season long, season long, that have been dragging this poor girl, saying that she's a user and she used Mike, all the things. I'm gonna need you to rewind that part. Rewind the part where he's reaching out to her and he's saying, I'm 
I want to help you with your rent. I want to give you money. I want to support you. All the things. But then here's the catch, okay? It's not really because he wants her to feel secure. He thinks he owns her, okay? He then goes on to say, after, oh, I want you to feel secure. I want to work on things. I want to come to Columbia September 1st to get married. So all the times that she said, no, 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 no to you. It's over, it's over, it's over, it's over. I don't ever want to see you again. That all just went out your, out your ears because you think you own her and you think you can buy her. So she's a little confused. And this part was a little confusing to me because I'm pretty direct. I would just be like, nah, fool, we're, I'm good. But instead she says, shall I call you? He says, okay. She calls. She's confused. But she does says, I'm not, I'm not accepting your help, nor do I want your money. Then he says, your life was hard before you met me. And, you know, if you basically get back with me, then, you know, we'll buy a house in Columbia that will be our vacation house. And then we'll have a house in New York City. And then we can go on vacations and travel full She says, you can't buy me and you can't buy my love. You know, you told people that I use you for your money. We all need to open our eyes. A lot of us already knew this. We, a lot of us were reporting on this. A lot of us already told y'all this, what the real deal was. She was not using him. He, I dare say it, was using her. Okay. He was trying to buy her by any means necessary. He was gaslighting her all the time and love bombing her all the time because guess what? He thought he owned her. I got confused. She said she was confused. I got confused because she then says, no, let me back this up. Before she says, you can't buy me. You can't buy my love. You went around and told people that I was using you for money, which he doesn't deny. He did do that. But he said, oh, I was upset. I was upset. So you're upset. So you lied. You're upset so you didn't tell the full story. You're upset so you're going to go ahead and trash this girl. You're upset so you're going to throw shade at this girl. Okay. What? Because that doesn't make it okay. Bad behavior just because you're upset does not make it okay. But then she confuses me and says, I'll call you later. And then to camera, to the production says, I don't know what to do now. And all I could say was, wow. Just wow. Just 100% wow. All right, moving on. (sighs) Y'all, too much. Too much. Memphis and Hamza. They're super cute. I, 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 they were super cute for the finale. I thought 
you really saw that there was some love there. You really saw that they were trying to make it work, even though I think it's crazy um, and an uphill battle, right? I think it's going to be an uphill battle for them because there's a lot they're going to have to get situated. Uh, the language barrier, the fact that he's never lived on his own, that he doesn't have a, a job, that he doesn't drive. He's about to be a parent and, you know, he's still kind of young himself. He's going to have to like acclimate to a new country. He's going to acclimate to her lifestyle. Um, you know, he's going to, she's going to have to support him from some time until he can get a job. Like there's a lot of uphill stuff, but they did bring some warmth to the season and closing out the season with their cute, like girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, fiance, husband, wife shirts. You know, that was super cute. Um, I must say, and then their little sexy time talk, that was cute too. And so she's leaving uh, Tanzania, but she's excited. She's sad about it because she's leaving her husband, but she's excited that she gets to go back and see her kids because, you know, it's been a few weeks. She hasn't been able to spend any time with them. <clears throat> but, you know, she really wants her husband to come to America quickly and, you know, as we all know, he does make it there and he has been there for some time. And again, if you were my Patreon, y'all would have, you knew this from months and months and months ago when we spilled the tea. Anyhow, um, <clears throat> they're both crying. The mom's crying. Sister's crying. Everyone's crying. You know, they're all going to miss each other. The mom wants to make sure that Memphis takes care of the baby. And Hamza just really wishes that his visa would come in quick. And I'm curious what you guys think. Crystal said, I felt the love between Memphis and Hamza. Um, okay, going back real quick to Jimena. Um, and I saw Laura mentioned this as well. Allegedly, Jimena goes back and asked for money. Um, Crystal thinks that she got desperate after trying to do it on her own. It wouldn't work. Crystal, I'm going to address this in News and Gossip on Friday. I'll tell you that. I will address this little allegation in News and Gossip on Friday. Uh, back to Memphis and Hamza. You know, he's sad. Everyone's sad, okay? It's going to be a, it's gonna be a process. It's going to take some time to get the spousal visa for him to come. He's worried that he's going to miss the birth of his child, which you guys, I'm still not really sure about. I'm not sure if that's a story or a storyline. Okay. There's like midwife crystal. When you watch the first part of the tell all, did you feel Memphis looked different? I know that you and I have talked about that because you know, uh, when women are pregnant, their faces, tend to change and they kind of have that pregnancy glow and all the things. So I'm curious if you guys think that she, she had a baby with Hamza. I'm curious, just curious. I already know what I think and what I know. I'm curious what you think. And you know, Missy's like, nah, he's just after a green card. Woo. I will say Missy that this last episode I felt love in it. I do. I, I felt love. I was skeptical like you all season, but these last few episodes, I feel like he was like, hmm, 
maybe I am falling in love with her. Maybe I do love her because I, I felt the love coming through the screen. Um, <clears throat> so they say their goodbyes. Take care of yourself. He kept saying, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, which I thought was really adorable. Uh, they're in the car on the way to the airport. And, you know, this is why Memphis is as successful as, as she is. It's because she's a planner. in her And she's a mom. In her head, she is steps ahead planning what her next steps have to be. So she's already talking to him about... While you're here waiting, you need to go to school. You need to learn English. I need to get back and talk to a lawyer and get the visa process started. Like she's like, meanwhile, she's crying and she's upset, but she's also calculating her head, putting down all the steps that she needs to do and he needs to do so that they can be successful in their marriage because there are going to be some uphill battles that they have to go through. Um, she, you know, and she realizes that he's going to need to adjust. He's going to need to, you know, learn to be a dad. Um, he's going to be in a new country and all the things, but they have their really special moment. They're hugging. I love you. I love you. I miss you. I miss you. Um, <clears throat> me help you. He starts crying. Take care of yourself. He kept saying that. That was really sweet. I love you. And then he says, bye. And he's like, don't forget me heart. And then I think the most romantic line in all of 90 day history, and y'all can challenge me on that if you like, if you're a true day oneer and you can think of a better romantic line with any of the couples since season one, let me know in the chat or let me know in the replay. But when he says, Memphis is the love of my life. Without her, it's like I'm a body with no heart. Y'all, most romantic line ever. Whether he meant it or not, in the moment, it seemed like he meant it. And it was the best line I've heard. So that is going to be my all-time favorite line for romance. But as you guys may or may not know, my favorite line ever to this day is, Bring me my bag with my red makeup! Oh my god. Died. And Fisa, queen. All right. Memphis is, you know, taking the walk through the airport. She feels truly blessed. She thinks he's a good man. He comes from a good family um, and all the things. And she's hoping that she won't have to be a single mom forever um, and that he will be able to come and live there happily ever after. Yeah, that's just, Crystal, that's a close second. My favorite line is still Enfisa, but Larissa, that line is really, who against the queen shall die, was pretty damn good too. <sighs> okay, you guys, moving on. Ben and Mahogany, I'm just torn up by this whole faux situation, faux relationship, waste of time. I know I say it over and over again, and I'm probably going to sound like a broken record, but I really do need to have this to be on the record. I am still mad and salty that y'all wasted my time 
introducing this couple in season six when they were not really a couple. You guys tried to pull the wool over our eyes by swapping out who the real Mahoganys were, by pretending that Mahogany couldn't speak English, by saying she's 22, but she's 24. She's shy, but she's all over social media. Leak, drip, leak, drip, leak, drip everywhere. Super not impressed. But you guys pushed through, pushed through, pushed through, kept pushing them through. And... I just, at this point, I just feel like my intelligence is being insulted, you guys. Like, just all the things. And then you're, like, trying to twist the storyline to make Mahogany, you know, the villain. But really, it's both of them that are the villains because this is a fake relationship. And he's a villain, too, because he's a predator, in my opinion. And I just, it's, I'm just really irritated. And then... The lies. And I'm going to show you guys something that I just, I don't appreciate the lies. Like, okay, if you're going to lie to us, be a good liar. Okay. Just, just be a good liar. Don't be a shitty liar and everything be loosey goosey. And then we're all supposed to just sit there and be like, oh my God, that totally makes sense. Oh my God, that totally makes sense too. Cause that just is, we're professional 90 day watchers. Okay. You got the sleuths. You got the reporters, you got the bloggers, you got the memers, okay? All of those people made this show, and the fans, okay? Because the show started off small. It's the number one reality show out there now. Everyone watches 90 Day Fiance. So, like, I'm just saying, like, don't, don't take us for granted. That's all. Don't BS us. Like, I understand reality TV is script scripted, slightly scripted, somewhere in between. I get it. And I'm about that life. And I promise you, I love the drama. That's why I still watch the show. I love the drama. But, like, don't be dumb drama, straight lying drama that doesn't make any type of sense drama. You know? Write me a story. Stick to the story. Okay, so we we see last episode, Mahogany's leaving. She walks away. It's She's done. But Ben, because he's a gaslighter, he's like, oh, I'm going to give her some time, and then I'm going to walk on over there. Um, and, you know, I just think it's a, a maturity thing. Are you fucking kidding me? It's a maturity thing. She's 20 freaking two years old. You're the same person that can't communicate when she was trying to communicate with you, but went back to your room and wrote like a 10 page thesis, then woke up in the morning and got mad because she didn't respond. So then you didn't want to show up for breakfast. Don't talk to me about maturity level. You're 52. She's 22. She's her whole life ahead of her. And yes, she has a lot of growing to do, but if anyone's showing a lack of maturity, I don't know if we're going to be blaming mahogany in this situation. Then he goes on to say, she's not willing to have the say, the hard conversations or hear his side. She's 22. Fool, you went to Peru and fought for two weeks, okay? And you fought with someone you didn't even know. And you were having all these big, major debates and big, major conversations with someone that you don't even know, you hadn't even met. She's 22. She wants to go to the bar. She wants to get some drinks with her friends. She wants to gallivant around the city because guess what? She's 22 and that's what you do when you're 22 years old. She doesn't want this grown-ass middle-aged man coming down and every conversation is a conversation. Let's sit down. She's fucking 22 years old. Fool. She's not going to sit down and, and 
do a dissertation with you and sit down and listen to you do a dissertation. That's what she's not about to do. That's why it didn't work out. Oh, and plus the relationship is fake. That I mean, there's that part too. So you want to blame her being not her not being mature and not willing to have the hard conversations and not trying to hear your side. Like, just stop it. She gets in the car, she's ignoring him, and she's like, God bless you, closes the door. He walks around the car. Okay. Walks around the car and he says he's stuck on the fact that she lied about her age. I'm going to tell you something, Ben. 22, 24, same shit, different day. Okay. Whether she says she's 22 or 24, it all came out anyways, mid-season, whoop-de-doo, you have a daughter that's 22, so you're going to try to tell me that there would be a difference between you dating a 22-year-old and a 24-year-old? Mm. Same age bracket. Guess what? Same mentality. Okay? So, hey, Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, so he walks over to the other side of the car and sticks his head in because again another man on this season that just can't get in their head that the woman is saying no i don't want to be with you it's over no let me just walk over give her a little bit of time let's sort sort it out Meanwhile, she's telling the camera she sees no future with him. Hell no, hell no. Hell to the nah, nah, nah. Uh, she's definitely not getting married. Duh. Y'all don't even like each other. There's not even a real relationship. Who, what, where, why, when? Why are we even asking that, that question? Move it along. So <clears throat> he, in his mind is still trying to have this delusional relationship that he's not ever had with her. So in his mind, he's saying, you know, the reason why she's being this way and saying that she doesn't want to be with me is because she has some trust issues and that she thinks that he doesn't have good intentions. Listen, listen up, everyone. Listen up. When your gut, whether this is fake or not, this is just this is just free advice. When your gut is telling you red flag, red flag, red flag, you need you need to listen to your gut. And this twenty-two-year-old is her gut is saying, you know what? This guy has not good intentions. That's why I was never really alone with him at any point. That's why we didn't really get intimate. There was that kiss that they had at that last day, but even that kiss. Skeptical, I'm not sure their lips actually really touched. So he's gaslighting her, still trying to talk her out of what she's saying she wants to do, which is leave. I just I just really want to talk to you. I just okay, okay, I won't get in the car. Like a stalker. I won't get in the car. I won't get in the car. I won't get in the car, but I still want to talk. Oh, stop it. So stop it. She said, no, it's over. Why can it not be over? Why can it not be over? Why can't 
she just drive away and you go to the airport? Why do we have to do this part, which is is unnecessary to me? And quite frankly, no means no. Like, no, it's over. That should be enough. But he still wants to talk to her. And my question was why? It's clear she doesn't want to be with you. It's clear that she doesn't want to talk to you. She's full-on body language turned her full back to you, is not looking at you. And he wants to say, I need to tell you what's in my heart. You know what, Ben? Skedaddle. Move along. Then he's like, you know, I'm still willing to have a life with her and overlook those things. What things? What things are you overlooking? What has she specifically done to you? Because if I recall right, she told you not to come before you got on the plane. And like a stalker, you still came. She didn't answer. And you continued to call and text and call and text to grind her down. And she finally shows up. And then you're talking about love and marriage and meeting the... Have you... You just... You hadn't even seen this person in real life. You didn't even see her on video chat. But you're talking about all these grandiose marriage and babies and... You know what? I want to cuss so badly, you guys, but I'm really just trying not to be that person today. But this is some bullshit willing to have a life worth there and overlook those things. Then goes on to say, right? Because you see how we're gaslighting her. She's she's the problem. He goes on to say that she's paranoid. Um, and, you know, she thinks I'm here for the wrong reasons. Ben. Hey, Ben. We all think you're there for the wrong reasons. Not only do we think it's super uber duper creepy that you're trying to date a girl that's the same age as your daughter, but the fact that you won't take no for an answer is super creepy. The fact that you keep sneaking around and text bombarding her and calling her all like, mm -mm. nope. Those are all red flags to all of us. All of us. We're all like looking at you a little side eye. We're all wondering, mm, maybe we should be a little paranoid. Then he goes on to say, yeah, for real, red flags all across the board. Then he goes on to say that he didn't, you guys, okay. He says this, he didn't know that the relationship was that fragile. I dare ask what relationship? What what relationship? When in this two weeks did you guys get into a relationship? Because I remember when you even tried to convince her friends that you were the boyfriend and she clearly said, we're just friends. That there was no relationship. Okay. He's leaving Peru. He feels emotionally spent. So now he also is the victim. And, you know, he's struggling to hang on to the good parts. He texts her one last time because he's a stalker. And he continued to text her and text her. And finally, late at night, she responded and said, I wish that God blesses you always. And that's it. 
Now, if he if he can't take a hint, I don't know what else to say about this. I don't know what else to say at all. He's in the taxi or the ride chair, and then he wants to go ahead and say how it was a he he feels deceived and that he feels like she was making it a superficial relationship and you know must not have been real because she doesn't want to talk about things and work through the issues but meanwhile he's looking at his, her picture like a stalker remembering the good times you know what get the fuck out of here bye ben bye adios see you later bon voyage safe travels see you never bye-bye now oh my god you guys i'm not even on the tell-all yet what okay Sly Cat said, Linda, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I said, what relationship? <sighs> okay, Gino and Jasmine. Uh, here I did see some love too. I think Jasmine really does love Gino a lot. I don't think Jasmine realizes like she's the prize in this relationship, but whatever. She did say something in the, in the very beginning that I was like, ooh, you guys know. Oh, wait. Wait, I missed something I wanted to show you guys. This is what also makes me mad about the Ben and Mahogany lies that they tell. Okay, do you remember this scene where she gets back in the car after she's asked him to take the stuff out of the car? Do you remember that? And then she gets back in and then the car drives off. But I was like, but his hat is still in the car. So she drove off in the ride chair with his hat in the car. Does anyone remember seeing this? Okay, yes. Thank you, C. Cruz. She's like, yes, seen that too. So she drives off. He's allegedly sitting on the curb, all pathetic, on his suitcases, waiting for je ne sais quoi. Okay. But then later on when he's going to the airport, papa. The hat has arrived. So either they drove Mahogany all the way home and he sat and waited for that same one ride chair to come all the way back and be like, oh, hey, by the way, you left your hat in the car. Or they drove her all the way to wherever. They saw that the hat was in the car and then production brought the hat back to him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying the storyline said that he was leaving that day for the airport maybe production saw oh that's the hat and brought it all the way back to los angeles or to new york and mailed it off to him i don't know but i just like don't be sloppy i hate sloppy that's all all right moving on <sighs> AK said, oh, thank God you're still here. AK, I don't know if you'll be thanking God when you realize that I haven't even gotten to the tell-all yet. Let me stop going off on tangents. All right. Gino and Jasmine. All right. I do have to say this, though. The one thing that alarmed me, just because, you know, ah, 
it, eh, it's gross to me. But Gino and Jasmine are in bed. And Gino's like, oh, not Gino. Jasmine's like, oh, I'm not going to wash this pillow because it smells like Gino. So you're not going to wash that pillow for months and months and months and months and months until you see him again? Because that's super duper gross. It's like super duper gross. I don't know if you guys remember this season of After the 90 Days, but Annie's little brother's pillowcase was also very skeptical. Not skeptical. I was skeptical on that because what color was that supposed to be? I'm just a firm believer. Like, if you're look, if you're gonna lay your head down and like your face, your hair, you're gonna need to wash that baby. I'm sorry. Not sorry. All right. Missy said, it's almost 5 a.m. and I'm not tired. So here for all of it. Missy, where are you? And thank you for being here. I feel like this is a new name that I'm I haven't seen before. So welcome to the party. Welcome, welcome. If you're lucky, Missy, I might bring out my special, I was about to say special friend, like a weirdo, my special microphone. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Jasmine said, basically, I'm going to wrap this little part up a little bit because it wasn't really anything that was too crazy. Jasmine's sad because Gino's leaving. She's crying. He's crying. Um, she feels terrible because, you know, again, they fought because they fought this whole trip. She feels like she wasted the last night when they should have had an enjoyable dinner, but instead she chose to fight. Um, so she just really wants Gina to forgive her. And then there was a bunch of like, why does it have to be like this? I love you. Why do you have to leave? Why do you have to go? He cries. She cries. She calls him gringo bonito. Um, and then what was surprising to me, oh, hello, Bristol. Hello, Bristol's in the house. <laughs> okay. Um, surprising to me because this whole season was about him sending her sexy na naked photos out and getting mad and then, you know, losing her job because of it and, you know, all the things. But then... This episode, she's like, okay, well, as soon as you get back, I'll send you some sexy videos again. I was like, what? Did we, did y'all not just almost come to blows over this? Did y'all not see that he cannot be trusted because he lies a lot? Should he still not be on a timeout before you start bombarding him with the sexy nudes again? I don't get it. I don't get it. We're just going to be like, oh, no problem, baby. I wasn't mad for like five episodes straight. I almost didn't punch you in your face and snatch the hat off of your head. Okay, no problem. We'll just act like none of that happened. Act like we didn't watch 10 hours of y'all just fighting the boat. Okay, okay. Then she goes on to say that she he's an attractive man and she's worried that he's going to forget about her and worried that he's she's he's going to say forget about it and just find some other woman in America because he's so sexy. Jasmine, I promise you, I promise you, you have nothing to worry about. I promise you, you have nothing to worry about. Promise you, Jasmine. Okay. 
realizes she realizes that she's gonna have to trust him he makes it very difficult because you know what he lies a lot you guys i'm sorry and he's a terrible liar but he just chooses to lie and he lies over stupid shit <laughs> amanda says we laugh at evidence report but he cannot be trusted he needs his phone taken away immediately if not sooner Laura says, but Jasmine lies too. How come she already doesn't have a job? Laura, I can't get into it already. Uh, I've talked about this on my, my news and gossip show a lot. Uh, if I have time, I'll circle back and definitely try to answer that question. But um, we got to keep going because that's a long, there's a long answer to all of that. Okay. Um, hard for them to say goodbye because they grew a strong bond together and, you know, it's going to be hard to going back to WhatsApp and chats and texts. And I was like, okay, I see the love here. I don't, I don't know if you necessarily build a strong bond in like two to three weeks when like you only maybe got along for 48 hours. You know what I mean? Like is your bond is in, is in drama and chaos. I don't know. But some people love to like fight, break up to make up. I think that's the saying. <clears throat> um, all the things. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you guys know how I feel. It was like two to three weeks. You guys fought the whole time. I mean, maybe this time apart will make the heart grow fonder. I don't know. Anyways. They say it's not a goodbye. Baby, I'll be waiting for you. I'll be waiting for you. Poppy, Poppy, love you, baby. Cry, cry. Mask on. I thought it was weird that they didn't, like, take their mask off and have a quick kiss before, but whatever. Uh, no kiss at the airport. He walks away. And, you know, he does this to camera that he's just really willing to do anything to keep their relationship strong because he is lucky to have her in his life and woo woo. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> it's like the signs in factories. How many days has been within an incident? They can go more than 48 hours. <laughs> or if you worked in a restaurant and they have this sign where like it's been X amount of days with no injuries. That's what I do. All right. Lisbon. Everyone knows how I already feel, so I don't want to have to put the disclaimer out. I just think this show is called Before the 90 Days, and you should be wanting to get into a marriage, and that's why you're on the show. I just don't think that this is the show for you to promote your music. And I, a lot of people have come for me. One girl is like, stop hating on Isnin. Stop hating. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm not necessarily hating on him, dear online friend. I'm just saying, if I wanted to watch America's Got Talent, I would go and watch America's Got Talent. If I wanted to watch international superstar Usman, I would go and watch, oh, he doesn't have his own show. Got it. But he's on a dating show where you're supposed to be before the 90 days and get married. And then don't come for me and tell me, oh, well, he married BGL. Okay, well, he married BGL, but guess what? He didn't really marry her for the right reasons either. 
he was promoting his music and this season he was like fuck it i'm just gonna talk about my music video and i just i'm tired of hearing about it i guess and potato potato i'm allowed to have my opinion so that's how i feel about it i just think that if you're going to be on a dating show then you should be generally trying to date that person okay and then he does stuff like this that i just i guess i don't know anyone that is like this okay so Okay, who does that? Who licks their fingers and wipes their eyebrows down? Oh, you saw that on TV and you thought that was cool with your open shirt. And clearly, Kimberly gave you back the Soldier Boy necklace. And your trifling ass is going to go ahead and wear the necklace that your potential now girlfriend bought you. You're going to put that shit on and then you're going to go and call your ex-girlfriend? And you wait till your girlfriend left before you called her? If that is not some trifling shit, I don't know what is. Okay? I'm sorry. If if you meant no harm, no foul, you would have called Zara while Kimberly was there. Or you would have told Kimberly, this is what I'm planning to do and here's why. You would not have waited and not have told her and then, you know, behind her back. That's what you would not have done. All right. So he feels like Kim is kind of like BGL a little bit. And he's a little concerned. So he really feels like before he leaves tomorrow, he thinks he wants to make sure that he loves her. And so he's going to go ahead and make sure that, you know, I don't want to just do things for her because she wants her own way all the time. And, you know, all I want is peace. So I'm going to go ahead and quickly call Zara and make sure, like, I don't still love Zara. He calls Zara. And you guys, his whole demeanor changed. His whole demeanor changed. This is who he really wants to be with. This is who he was supposed to do the show with. But guess what? She broke up with him. Monkey wrench in my promoting my music video. So what am I going to do? I still need to be on the show because I'm an international superstar. Oh, God. So <clears throat> whole demeanor changes. Long time no talk. He tells the camera in the whole world that he loves this lady so much, even though they have never met. Um, but he could just really see himself with her. And she broke up with him four months ago because, quote, she couldn't handle his career. And he's going to always choose his career first. He is always going to choose his career first. Listen, y'all, listen to his words. Words. Um. So, but he just wants to make sure four months later, like maybe since he's more of an international superstar that she might be able to handle his career now. So, Zara, you know, you've been on my mind. You know, I need to be sure. You know, how's mama? How's daddy? How's your brother? How are the kids? All the things he didn't say that I'm making up. He's like, how is your family, basically? Um, and he's like, you know, do you miss me? Do you miss anything about me? 
And, you know, if we were to get back together, what would that look like? And she's like, of course I missed you. You were like my best friend. We talked every day. You know, of course I miss you. And I still think about you, all the thing. He says, you're the first lady that sticks in my mind and my head all the time. And then he starts singing and should I do it? I'll let you guys decide. Should I do it? Should I sing this? Should I bring out the microphone? Should I bring out the microphone? Uh, Sly Cat, that synopsis that you have there is basically what happened. It's kind of what I just said too. All right, bust it out. All right, y'all, I'm busting it out. Hold on one moment. I'm back. All right, let me get it together first. Okay, so the niceties are all done. Yada, yada, yada. Basically, I miss you. I want to be with you. I miss you. I want to be with you. Should we get back together? I don't know. He's weighing his options. Should he stay with the sure thing that's going to give him money and um, organize his life? Or should he be with the girl that he thinks is age appropriate that he can see a future with. So is he going to take advantage of someone or if he's going to go for true love remains to be seen. So he's outside FaceTiming, doing all this, saying, professing his love, all the things. And then he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to come back inside and he's going to put like his sexy mode on. He's going to lie in the bed with the shirt open and then start singing. And here it goes. All right. All right, here we go. He says, hey, 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 girl, your love don't kill me. Hey, 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 you own my heart, Zara. Zara, my baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise you, I wrote the words down word for word and paused it because I was like, are those the words or is that the hook? He, maybe he's just, that's just the hook. Girl, your heart don't I can't even do it again. I can't even do it again. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Thanks for using. All right, let me stop. Outrageous. He breaks out in song, and I feel like he breaks out in song anytime he feels he can because 
this whole season has been one music video for him um, or his audition for America's Got Talent, all the things, don't know. Diamond Girl says, Linda, you kill me. <laughs> yes, Linda, yes. Uh, hey, Esprey. All right. Then he says, this is the part that kills me. This is the part that kills me. So he says that Zara is so attractive. She's young. She's 26 years old. You know, one day he thought that he could have a beautiful family and children with her. This is my question. This is my question. Okay. Someone in the live chat, please answer this question. If you could picture yourself being with Zara, having a beautiful family and children, then what the fuck are you doing with Kimberly? What the fuck were you doing with baby girl Lisa? Why are you constantly going after the older women if it's so important to you to get married and have children? And we can talk about how he keeps saying it's the culture. It's the, we can. I'm African, my friends. Don't mess around and talk crap about the culture. Don't mess around and talk like just don't do it. Don't do it. Because Africans will call you out and me being one of them will call you all the way out. Don't do that part. So my question is. <laughs> Texas Gina said, hey, Linda, can I find your songs on iTunes? All right. Why are you constantly dating older women? Why are you constantly saying all the things, but then you are saying that you want to have a family and have babies? And I always say it's very important to have the conversations. There's four things that you need to discuss before you get in a serious relationship, which is bringing me to the tell all. But, like, how can you not talk about finances? How can you not talk about children? How can you not talk about religion and how can you not talk about sex, but you want to marry this person or be in a long-term relationship with them? I don't understand. I don't understand. If babies are important to you, then maybe you shouldn't be targeting 50 plus women. Okay. Oh, Crystal, let me not get started. All right, I'm moving on to the tell-all. We made it, y'all. We're at the tell-all. Okay, first of all, I, I want to say this, you guys. And I know I say it a lot. I know I say it a lot. I, I really miss the day when that 10-hour tell-all leaked. It was the best tell-all ever watched, and I did watch all 10 hours of it, and it was epic, Okay was epic epic it was so good because you know what they didn't edit anything out so you really got to see what you really wanted to see not what the editors wanted you to see that being said i always get super excited about the tell-all because the clips i see oh my gosh that's gonna be super juicy and i just was like blah like it was fine I think if Jasmine wasn't there, it would have just been like, mm, 
I don't know. What did you guys think of part one so far of the tell-all? Crystal said, can I just say Memphis and Hamza are the only ones who understood the tell-all assignment with their outfits? And Sean, uh, where was everyone else going? The store? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So... I don't know. All I'm saying is I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed by the tell-all. Eh. Gino came in in the exact same outfit that we saw three, the three weeks while he was on vacation. He came in with the same hat and same shirt, like the same outfit to the tell-all. Like he literally just rotates the same what? Maybe he, you know, I read somewhere a couple of weeks ago, there are people that are simplifying their lives and like going minimalist or whatever and they're minimal minimalizing that is not a word minimizing their closets to like literally seven outfits like one for every day of the week so maybe he's that guy like maybe he just doesn't believe in having more than a couple of outfits but he rolled in like he rolled in we've seen him all season like super cash hat on he arrives he's nervous he's excited he's worried about what people are going to think of him will they have criticisms of him yes they will gino because you lie a lot and you're not very good at it <sighs> missy i don't know if you were on my show you were here last week but i i told the story about this but you're absolutely right that's why he has money it's the one outfit <clears throat> Okay, so Gino's the first to arrive. Then Mike comes in. Mike's in a suit. Mike thinking that he's going to have to defend himself. Now, here's the thing. There are a couple of things I want to say. I don't know if I should say. Yeah, I'll just say it now. I think that it's interesting that Mike was at the tell-all, to be honest. And I guess I'll circle back to that, but he he thinks he's going to have to defend himself. And I think you're probably going to have to defend yourself too, because a lot of the stuff that came out about you now, hopefully if the questions are asked, you'll have to address some of the things that, you know, people found out in real life online and through social media. So the two Gino and Mike are comparing bald heads, Gino's hat. Of course, Gino's not going to take his hat off yet. Yada, yada, yada. So over the hat, whatever, dude. Um, and then they're questioning whether Jimena is in it for the green card. First of all, Gino, she never said she wanted to come to America. She was very clear that she doesn't want to leave Colombia. So get over yourself or at least watch the season so you know what you're talking about. Uh, <clears throat> Kimberly comes in and it was interesting to me that she said that she's not looking forward to two specific people. Jimena and Ella, and she calls Ella trash. And I, I laughed a little bit. And here's why I laughed a little bit, you guys. Not because... Oh, 
how should I say this? Ella is problematic. You guys, Ella is problematic. Uh, my Patreon people, you guys, you know, you know what I'm talking about. She's a bit problematic and she rubs people the wrong way. And she feels like she can just use her privilege and, and tears to make everyone feel sorry for her. But meanwhile, she's just manipulating the whole situation. I cannot stand it. It's like, and so you rub people the wrong way. You want to say all the things, but also be the victim. And then I just want to cry my way out of bed. I can't believe I cheated. I just can't believe I cheated. Oh, you know what? Trash is right. Sorry. Not sorry. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. Don't DM me. I'm talking about what I saw on TV on the tele. I'm responding to that. If it's different, I don't need you to come for me in my DMs and tell me it's different and all the things and yada, yada, yada. I'm just giving my simple opinion on a show. All right. Ben arrives, and he's in the same tight blue shirt that we've seen him in all season as well. He's nervous. Uh, Kimberly immediately thinks he's gorgeous and tall, all the things. I did notice how little Mike was compared to everyone else. Like, he he can't be more than 5'2". Like, he's short. <clears throat> Um, so I was like, oh, okay, Kimberly, you know, Ben's age appropriate and you would get him out of his predator status, 52 and 50, she's 51 or 52 and like they're the same age. Maybe, maybe go in that direction. Oh, but wait, you might be a little too old for his liking, but you know, age appropriate and you're both single. <clears throat> and this is when. Ben opens his mouth, and I just cannot. I cannot, and I'm trying not to go off on a tangent, but I just cannot take him seriously. I don't know, like, what generation are you living in? I get that you're a boomer, and I get you think you're, like, all the things, and maybe things were different, and you're trying You're trying to – I get what he's trying to say, you guys. Like, he's trying to be – he really believes in traditional roles – um, in relationships. That's what he's trying to say. But the things that come out of his mouth are outrageous, in my opinion. So he says that he can't understand why a lot of the men on the show aren't standing up to their women and that they're allowing them, allowing, those were his words, to cross personal boundaries of human dignity. What did what did you just say? You're you're doing what? You're the men aren't standing up to the women and they're allowing wait is wait i'm sorry is it april of 2022 you're allowing who the what the where the what the huh you're allowing women to do what who's allowing the who the men aren't standing up to their women oh you know what let me just stop right there. Okay? Let me just stop right there. Allowing. Ella arrives. Ella arrives and she's already a victim because she can't believe that she's the only one that didn't 
get to meet her man in real life. She feels cheated. Oh, God. That's all I'm going to say about that. And then they have her and Kimberly. And again, I'm still interested why Kimberly is not Team Amena. Like, I'm, I'm curious why she doesn't, she's not looking forward to her. Ella, eh, I get, but Amena, I don't really get. But Ella arrives and Ella and Kimberly get in this tip for tat about what cheating and cheating. Like, can you actually, like, Ella never met Johnny. She was in this online pseudo cosplay relationship, if you want to call it a relationship, online for allegedly a year and a half. And then she cheated on Johnny, but like cheated on him? Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Can you cheat on someone that you never really met in real life? Are you in a relationship with someone that you've never met ever? Do you know what I mean? Like if if me and Tom have been talking online for a year and never met, he doesn't know my actual day-to-day life. He just knows the banter back and forth. And then I go meet Scott one day and Scott and I get intimate. Am I cheating on Tom? I'm just curious what you guys what you guys think. However, Ellen and Kimberly get into this whole cheating, you cheated, you lied, baloney, patoni. Um, and Kimberly gets super snarky with her and she says, you know, this that's what you get when you cheat. Then Kimberly gets into it with Ben because Ben tries to mansplain again, I don't know what decade he's living in, but tries to mansplain courting relationships. Okay. So in mansplaining courting relationships, he said, you know, men are men and being men, they're predators. Okay. And they're like, lions who are looking for gazelles and you know hoping it's a bit of a race now there's a couple of things that are wrong with this that i'm going to need him to go and read a book go to the zoo go to the library there's a couple of things that are wrong with this um ben at age 52 first of all since when are you going to associate a courting dating relationship with predator and prey. I feel like that's a little scary, especially since you have shown that you then are preying on younger women specifically. Like you've shown that your history is you like 20 something women and you're 52. And then you want to say that men are predators. And so you vis-a-vis are a man. So then you were a predator and you specifically prey then on 20-something women. That's concerning to me. That's a red flag to me. I'm just saying. The second thing is, okay, if you are going to talk about lions and prey and predators, I'm going to need you to know a little something. And if y'all don't believe me, you can look it up for yourself. But female lions are actually the hunters in a pride. 
Did y'all know that? They're the predominant ones. They're the ones that actually go and are the primary hunters for their prize. So if you're going to use an analogy, you should probably get your facts straight. All right, moving on. Kim is now all pissy mad because she has now lost respect for Ben because Ben is now ca calling her a predator and she didn't appreciate it. Um, and then Memphis arrives and Memphis looks beautiful. She's got the bob, looking cute. Um, Kimberly and Memphis are actually really good friends uh, in real life now from the show. And so they are balancing each other off and Kimberly is filling Memphis in on what she literally missed. <laughs> Amanda. Um, okay, so then Sean addresses the no Caleb Alina situation, but I was disappointed that they didn't address why. They're just not going to be at the tell-all, and she doesn't address why. Now, I think that it was important that they should have addressed it because, you know, two people lost their job over a very important issue, especially, you know, we're in an, a time in the world where we're in a racial reckoning. And I think it's very important specifically with the minorities that have been offended by some of the things that cast members have said. That being said, I will also say this, that I think that it was wrong that TLC didn't address why they weren't on. Uh, Caleb and Alina were not on the tell-all. I also think it was wrong that Mike got to be on the tell-all. And I think it's wrong that we haven't addressed the fact that Mike, and I'm going to do a whole, I'm going to do a whole thing on this on Friday um, for my news and gossip, but also I will post it on my social media. But I think that if you are going to, say that we all are against racism, then we have to all 100% be against re racism. And you can't take one action for one person and not take it for another person. So I don't understand why this whole mic thing is being swept under the, the rug. So not only is there the incel stuff, but there are prior posts of him making racist post on social media and not only making racist posts on social media, but having a whole YouTube page where he says the N word out loud for all to hear multiple times. So I'm just really confused how one person gets fired and the other person does not. And the only difference is one person is an American and the other person is a Russian. Let's talk about that. Because what's the difference? If you have a cast of five and two of them do racist things and one of them gets fired the other one should get fired as well why are we not talking about that and it wasn't until i want to say yesterday no it was wednesday it wasn't until monday where i'm starting to see that the mainstream media is picking up this story and they're only picking up the story because they're referencing it back to why Alina got fired, yet here we are with Mike still. <clears throat> so I'm going to need someone to address that immediately 
And so when we circle to Mike and Amena on the tell-all part two, someone better ask that question. Okay, someone better ask that question. We're really either taking a stand or we're pussyfooting. And I'm not, I'm not feeling the pussyfooting business. Okay, wrong is wrong is wrong. Yes, and I'm not getting into the debate when he said it and how he said all the things. If you are going to have a standard, if you're going to have a law, if you're going to say this is wrong, all the things, then it needs to be wrong equally and all across the board. All right. Hamza's in studio, which was like a big surprise for everyone. I guess I'm disappointed because I already knew he was here. I have known for months and months and months. Um, So that wasn't shocking to me, but he did look handsome. Uh, They brought in an interpreter, Ed. Can't wait to see what that's going to look like for him. First thing he does is says hi to Usman. And I was like, are those two friends? Did I miss that part? Like, what? Oh, well, good for her to be mad. How about instead of being mad that you're fired... I'll be mad that you made racism remarks. How about be mad about that? But we're going to circle back, y'all. We're all going to circle back on this mic situation. What it's not about to do is get swept under the rug if I have anything to do with that. Okay. <clears throat> They're all in studio. They're doing like the cordial hello, hello, salutations all the way around. And of course we go back to Gino's hat and take it off, take it off, take it. I was like, we're not doing that because he's not gonna take it off. So let's just keep it pushing. I still don't really understand what's gonna happen there. So he's just never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever, ever gonna take it off. Never, ever. Dude, he went into the pool at night swimming with his hat on, the pool. So back to, and then, okay. Mike, okay, so then Mike is asked the status of his relationship with Amena. And he's like, oh, we're back together. And I was shocked and appalled. I I didn't expect it. I didn't believe it. But that's the story he wanted to go with because he too is a big fat liar. They go over to Kimberly and Usman and then Ben and Mahogany. And it's been a disaster for them. And she looks super pissed off. I didn't see if you guys noticed that, but her face was like scowling when they panned over to the two of them. And they were asked, you know, when was the last time you spoke? And Ben was like, oh, we spoke last night. Yeah, you spoke last night because you both were coming on the show. But you haven't spoken to her since you left and filmed the show. Like, come on now. So we start with Gino and Jasmine. And she has the ring. She's all happy. Talk about the K-1 visa process. They're like half a year into it. And then we talk about Jasmine's jealousy because that was the whole issue this season. Uh, Evidence and reports, evidence report. And then they do the flashback video of, you know, him trying to take takeout having to change the house, having to get rid of all the 
the trinkets and the paintings and the paint in the house and all the things. And I loved it after they showed the clip. Jasmine's like, I regret nothing. I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> she goes on to say, I'm a good crazy. I was like, listen, Jasmine knows her man. She knows her man. So just like Amanda said earlier, evidence and reports, she knows her man. Because guess what? Her man has a little bit of a lying problem and he's terrible at it. He's terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay, every time he lies, he pauses. He does all the, all the things you've read about, the pause, the um, the repeating back the question, all the things, and then he'll lie. And then five seconds later, you ask him the same question, but in a different way, and he lies a different way. It's, it's terrible, it's terrible. Um, so she says she's a good crazy but she's, you know, insecure a little bit. She worries that Gino is cheating on her all the time because he lies a lot. And because he lies, lying equals cheating to her, which I understand what she's saying. She's saying, I can't trust him. And because I can't trust him, I'm always constantly thinking that he's cheating because he's constantly lying. So then Sean... And I have to applaud Sean, you guys, because normally I don't see her ask the hard questions, in my opinion, the questions that we want to know the answers to because we're already invested in the show hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, but she went straight for it. She asked a question that I didn't even know about. I was like, what? Who? Huh? So Sean asked Gino specifically, Gino, have you messaged anybody from the cast? And Gino's like, no. And so she says, so you haven't messaged anyone that you met through the cast? And he's like, what do you mean through the cast? Have you messaged anyone through the cast? And he's like, no, uh, no, no. I mean, I've talked to the cast only, but no one else. Sean says, well, what about Ben's friend? What about Ben's friend, Jessica? Have you messaged her? Uh, no. <laughs> Excuse me, that's so funny. Uh, no. Jasmine's like, why is Sean asking you these questions? Like, the truth always reveals, and that is fact. If we have learned anything on 90 Day Fiance, the truth always reveals on this show. So she goes on and says, you know, I want to hear it from you. I don't want to hear it from anyone else. If there's something you need to divulge, then go ahead and divulge it. But I need to hear it coming out of your mouth. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. No. And then Sean's like, so you didn't message Jessica. And then... But all of a sudden, it's a different story, y'all. He's like, well, she messaged me. She messaged me hi, and I responded back, hi, how are you? Sean's like, so you went from no, there was no communication. Now there, there, there is some communication. Jasmine freaks out. She takes off her ring. She says, you know, people can call me crazy. 
Um, but I never disrespected on you. I never cheated on you. I'm sick of and tired of you playing nerdy, naive, BS. Gina, you're in trouble, which is, goes back to what I'm saying. Like, she knows her man. We are seeing evidence on how he's a terrible liar. Terrible. And here's the thing, you guys. I don't even understand why he bothers lying because he always gets caught. He has a 0% win rate. He always gets caught because he's terrible at it. So then now that he's gotten caught, he's got to backtrack a little bit. Now that he's gotten called out by Sean, he's got to backtrack a little bit. So he wants to say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, she reached out first. She reached out to me first. And then Sean's like, well, we have the receipt. So let's just go ahead and pull out what Jessica said. And it shows that he reached out first. And it says, hi, Jessica. I have to ask out of my curiosity, but are you Sicilian with the cowboy emoji? She responds back, LOL, I'm not. My husband is very Italian with the laughing emoji. She put him in check immediately. Okay. Oh, Gina said, oh, uh, no, 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 um, no. She reached out first. She reached out first. Sean's like, okay, show me on your phone. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have it. Why would you delete it? Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. Because you're lying, Gino. You're lying. Then we find out way too much information about Gino and Jasmine, in my opinion. But it was super entertaining. So Sean brings up the blue pills. Uh, turns out he didn't need them. Right. Remember the boxes and boxes of blue pills that he brought on his trip. So allegedly he didn't need them. Uh, They showed a never seen before scene where they were planning to have sex in the morning. Jasmine went to go to the gym. She comes back and Gino is avoiding her because he was their words on TV, their words, playing with his PP on his own. <laughs> playing with his what, Jasmine? His PP. <laughs> okay. And because he was playing with his PP on his own, uh, he just couldn't wait. So he couldn't wait an hour. He didn't think that they were going to have time, he said. So he just went ahead and handled his own business. Mike, in the meanwhile, they pan to Mike, and Mike is laughing like a complete little nerd. And Mike, please, let's not call the kettle black here, okay? You have you have the... You're laughing and pointing fingers. You? Okay. Jasmine says that Gino prefers to masturbate than make love. And she talks about the quantity, how he went back to Panama to visit her for one whole month and they were only intimate one time, one time, not like one day all day, one time. And she goes on to like 
call, put all his business out there, how she knows what he's doing. She does her, his laundry. She knows what's going on. And then she goes on to say, you know, you need to, as a man, you need to drain your friggin' balls one way or another. And she wants to be part of that equation. So whether it's like, oh, you're just going to masturbate, then she wants to make sure that they do it together. But what she's not happy with, she thinks masturbating is cheating. She freaks out and says, you know, I'm a vegan, but I want your meat. Give me the friggin' meat. <laughs> we don't have Arby's in Canada. Well, at least not where I'm from. But I saw a meme because I and I looked at the Arby's commercial and we got the meats. That's where she got that from. And it's hilarious. Okay, so she is upset. She wants to know why she has to beg for sex. She's 35 years old. She doesn't understand why she should be begging for sex. Why he doesn't like to have sex, all the things. And she's like, you know. I don't understand. Then he says, as you know, because we're arguing all the time and the arguments affect um, the mood and affect like the relationship. But I was like, well, usually people, when they argue, then like the best sex is the makeup sex. So how are you skipping that part? You just go back to, you're skipping the part. You go from argue, arguing to no makeup sex to arguing again to no makeup sex. So that is why Jasmine goes on to say, the arguments are affecting her and putting her in a bad mood because her words, she's horny and she doesn't get to F him. I was like, okay, Jasmine, just tell us how you really feel. Tell us how you really feel. Throw it all out there. Like this, this is a counseling session. Put it all out there, girl. She goes on to say that Part of the reason why she's so attracted to him is that is because he's so unsexy between the bald head and his belly. He's totally unsexy and that's attractive to her. And that's what she likes about him. They show the sugar babies flashback and, you know, all the truths are spilling out on this part of the tell all. And, you know, we already knew that Gino used to pay women for their time. He used to go on sugar babies and he was a sugar daddy. And if you guys remember, and even in this episode, it shows that he used to pay women for dates and like $300 a night. And he says in the flashback video, he, he did it twice and it was just dinner. But then as they continue to talk about it, he's like, Oh no, no, no. I paid a hundred dollars or less. It wasn't $300. And I went on less than five dates. Well, is it 300 or is it less than 100? And is it two dates or less than five? And then he goes on to talk about some nonsense about how he really was just looking for companionship. And, you know, maybe some of the other women are looking for other things, but he was just really, do you know, sugarbabies.com let's just leave it at that you're lying and justification and trying to say all the things that you know the man just pays for companionship and if the woman wants more than it's beyond his knowledge just just stop it just just stop it you sound stupid 
in this moment and the lie is not coming. You weren't prepared for this lie. So just go ahead and tell the truth. Yes, I I feel like I, I wanted to get into this type of situation. So I wanted to be a sugar daddy and pay women for their time. Just say that. And I did it more than once. Jasmine says he's done it a minimum of 30 times, which I believe her. Um, but so what? Own it. Own it, Gino. Because we respect you less the more you lie. We respect you less and less because your lies don't make sense. <clears throat> so uh, he goes on to say all that. And then Sean's like, okay, well, we're already in it. So let's just go all the way in. What site did you meet Jasmine on? Oh, he says, oh, you know, because he's about to lie. Jasmine's like, I don't like lying. And so he's like, okay. We met on Sugar Baby, a Sugar Baby site. Jasmine had an ad. She said her friend told her about a website. She put an ad on uh, that she wanted to, you know, date internationally. And that's how her and Gino met. <clears throat> Outrageous. All right. Moving on to Kim and Usman. <clears throat> so they were up next. Kim admits that the dynamic has changed since she came back to America. Uh, and also since she's officially been his girlfriend, they don't talk as much. They don't like make time for each other as much. Although I dare say they do a lot of Instagram lives together, but it's all him hyping himself. Anyways. Usman doesn't think there's a problem. He thinks everything's great. Sean asks about this whole second wife business because you remember she originally said that she was okay with him taking a second wife and having kids, but now she doesn't know anymore how she will feel about it. But she also feels like it's selfish if she doesn't allow him to have kids, which is like such a weird thing to say. Cause like, how can you allow someone to do like, I don't know. It's, it's weird to me, but they were asking her, Sean's like, well, if he was just intimate with one other person, one other woman, how would you feel about that? Would it be hard? And she's like, I don't know, unless I'm in the moment. Uh, seeking sister wives did just get picked up. Maybe y'all need to, Head on over. Anyways. <laughs> Y'all, I am a mess. I am so ridiculous. Okay. I don't think it's going to work. But I also think, again, and I don't know how many times I have to say this. Just go ahead and have the conversation first. How are you going to say your girlfriend and boyfriend or fiancés or any of the things if you haven't had the conversations like I just I don't know understand how that works so Sean's like who in here thinks this is just it's not gonna work and everyone was silent but meanwhile Memphis head is like turning because she doesn't want to say anything because she's like oh no I couldn't do it I couldn't share my man but if they can figure out how it works and it will work you know that's on them <clears throat> Who said that? Missy said, don't give him any ideas. Facts. 
Hey, TLC, I know you just picked up Seeking Sister Wives, and, you know, I'm thinking maybe me, Zara, Kimberly. What do you think? I could go ahead and write the music for all the shows. We could do a little mini concert. Since I'm doing a UK tour, we could like start off in the UK and then go ahead and, and zip back over to Africa and kind of do a little African tour. And uh, I'll bring my assistant and my manager. And then we could like, I don't know. Is that going to be enough content for y'all? Because I could I could write a few more songs. I think I have like four or five right now. So I could write a few more songs and like we could just completely be international superstars and do like a crossover event. I could start on, I could start on before the 90 days again and then just zip over to Seeking Sister Love. So it's my notebook. In the first hour in the season finale, just so that I know that I'm not feeling crazy, but I could have sworn, and I remember I'm just being dramatic, but I could have sworn that when he called Zara, Zara, my baby, beautiful. I dreamt about having family and children with her. You're the only woman that is always on my mind. You know, should we get back together? I promise you, you said that just an hour ago, the first hour, Usman, you just said that. But then this hour on the tell-all, what, what exactly is happening all of a sudden? Because the words coming out of your mouth to Kimberly, not Zara now, is I don't think I'll ever love any woman in my life the way I love you. But having a child or the child is important. Um, that's what you said just last episode. So now you don't think you're going to ever love any woman in your life? the way you love Kimberly. Um, Ella tries to be relevant in this moment. She tries to jump in to talk about cheating and Kimberly cuts her off immediately and says, it's not the same thing because, you know, if he, has a baby with someone else he's not lying about it i would know about it it's a matter of respect it's a cultural thing listen you all need to read up on the culture a little bit more you guys are being punked a little bit i mean without getting totally into it because i need to finish this this part off yes there are people that have multiple wives in in africa but is that the norm is that happening every single day in 2022 no Okay. And just don't be fooled. That's all I'm saying. Don't be fooled. (laughs) 
you guys are crazy in the live chat. Oh my god, I shouldn't have looked over. This is hilarious. Chantel, Linda. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to show you guys. Chantel says, Osman probably heard that and was like, cha-ching! Linda said, the Sister Wives Tour. And Stevie said, Tariq could be Osman's opening act. He could do the hot sauce song. <laughs> And then political troll added. Oh, so now it's now it's just a variety act. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot. Okay. Isman professes his love to Kimberly and <clears throat> Kimberly snarks at Ella because Ella's trying to like jump in, talk about cheating, all the things. And Kimberly's like, you know what? Just let me enjoy being Soldier Boy's girlfriend. And I was like, uh, maybe, maybe ask these questions, maybe talk about it. Since we're all putting our business out here, this might be when you want to do it. But what do I know? Her son Jamal comes on. <clears throat> And gives his opinion of the relationship that his mom has with Usman. He says, I'm never going to, because Sean kept saying, so, you know, how do you feel about Usman being your stepdad? And Jamal's like, first of all, I'm never going to call him my stepdad uh, because it's weird. He could be my mom's son. And then he's like, I don't, I don't trust his intentions. I can't say for sure that if they were going to get married that I wouldn't disrupt the wedding. Um, he finds that the relationship strange and too mysterious. He's like, age is an issue, yes, but he also thinks that Usman is using his mom and taking advantage of her. And if you watch my show, you've heard me say this before. Is it his assistant or his girlfriend? Because he surely treated her this whole season especially leading up to the music video, like an assistant. Jamal said the same thing. Um, and then Sean's like, well, you know, do you think that Usman loves your mom? And he's silent, silent, silent. And Kirby's like, just say it, Jamal, just say it. And he said it. He's like, you know what? I think my mom is in love with Usman. And I think Usman loves the idea of my mom. Yes! Jamal, preach, preach. Usman likes the fact that he gets to be on TV. He gets the fact that your mom was a fan. And so the fan is now like his assistant. He likes the fact that your mom bigs him up. He already has a big head. And because she's saying all the great things about you, he's a super fan, he's a superstar, he's an international fan. All the things that a fan would do, yeah, it's like his own hype man. Then on top of it, cha-ching, she buys you 
jewelry and computers and playstations and all the things i wouldn't be surprised if she hasn't sent him money because <clears throat> come here psst, psst. Psst. i want to tell you a secret psst, psst. The international superstar you know the one that keeps telling us he's an international superstar you know those lv bags the luggage that he carries Those are fake, like from the swap meet bake. So, <laughs> getting all these gifts is like ka-ching! And Jamal feels the same way. Oh, yes. If you... <clears throat> Everything Usman wears is counterfeit. Someone sent it to him from Canal Street in New York. Ah, facts. Missy said, I so leaned in. Oh, my God. So hilarious. Okay. Okay, okay, you guys. Let me focus. We're, we're, we're almost at the finish line. We're almost at the finish line. Okay. So... Jamal's basically, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I think he might be a user. I think he might be taking advantage of my mom. And guess what? I don't trust his intentions. Um, then Sean brings up Zara. And it was a mess. And I felt bad because Kimberly, you can honestly see that she is a good person. And I'm laughing because you guys in the live chat are fire right now. It's so funny. Um, <clears throat> so they show the Zara phone call, right? So we're flashing back to the Zara phone call and how he said all the things that I told you he said that, you know, do you miss me? I'm thinking about you. Do you love me? All the things, right? And... Um, Kimberly is stunned. She like had, had not seen it before. She didn't know this was happening. Um, she didn't know that he called once she left. <sighs> Talking about, I miss you. You're the first lady to stick in my head of all times. I want to get back with you. I love you. Kimberly starts crying. Usman, did you guys see his face though? You guys, he was smirking and he points to her and says, don't cry, Kimberly. Don't cry. With no like, oh my God, I'm I'm so sorry. Just don't cry. But you can see his defenses are getting up because guess what? He too is scamming, but he has a lot more to lose, right? Because this is his money ticket. It's his green card. It's his ticket to stay on the 90-day shows, all the things. It's his ticket to be an international superstar and show music videos on what's supposed to be a love dating. Like, anyways. So yeah, you're gonna be you're about to start messing with his checks. And so he is not impressed at all. That being said, not only is he pointing at her and telling her not to cry, he's like, 
I would never cheat, he says. And then, did you guys notice when he did this? He's clapping at her. I was like, oh, no. What you're not about to do is being, I will net No. No. We're not doing that today. I was like, did he just start clapping at her? Oh, rude. Oh, no. That was part one. Part two. So Kimberly is stormed off. She's crying. Her feelings are all hurt, as they should be, because he is doing, he just, the, the lies just roll out of his mouth so easily. I love you. I don't think I will ever love any, like, gaslighting times a thousand. He's got that down pat. Um, <laughs> this man was so dedicated to counterfeits, he named himself Soldier Boy as a bootleg Soldier Boy. comment wins the night i know what you meant i know what you meant this comment wins the night period hands down best comment of the night all right um part two is going to be interesting i want i hope i hope they address mike i hope they address the mike's racist comments um i hope they come clean with um memphis not not memphis sorry with ben and mahogany and i can't wait to see what they do and say with memphis um and hamza and hamza actually being in town all right you guys thank you so much for being here i know i know i went off on a tangent here or there but it had to be said don't forget to like and subscribe you guys and uh crystal's asking for a panel uh, I'll reach out to our peeps and see if we can bring a panel back together and after the tell-all part two, really break it down. Bye, y'all. Thanks for being here.